0: Absolutely. And I can answer the question. We do have bonuses and actually that the $214,000 mistake, uh, the social security book that also talks about the synergy between Roth conversion strategy and social security benefits collection strategy is uh, the digital copy of that is one of the bonuses. So if you stay to the end or close to the end, uh, Eric will put up an offer and you can basically just Click the link, uh, complete the form, and you'll be delivered all of the bonuses, which include that great book, but also a a bunch of other great bonuses um, almost immediately via email. So just look out for that. Uh, Just stay till close to the end, and and you can have all of those. So um, the next question is one that was submitted in advance of the webinar. It's a Roth IRA conversion question from Robert in Pittsburgh, and he asks, how do you compare the advantages of more Roth conversions versus leaving the money in your retirement funds until required minimum distributions?
1: Well, that that that, I, that that's kind of a general question, but here here's what I would say. We are big believers in running the numbers, and I don't think that these calculations that we make are rocket science. I think if you understand the tax laws and you have the appropriate uh, software more importantly is understanding the tax laws you can create what if scenarios so it's gonna it's there's some there's so many variables there's no one if you pointed a gun to my head and said okay what's the answer you don't get to you know pontificate it on all the what-ifs I'd probably say it would be based on tax bracket and you might choose an appropriate tax bracket and then go up to the top of that bracket and do that every year. On the other hand, that's rarely the optimal result, you know, because again, like we mentioned, you have to take into consideration Medicare Part B, you have to take into consideration uh, STEM. the, The real truth of the matter is Roth IRA conversions are often an estate planning strategy. The vast majority of people on this webinar are never gonna spend their Roth. Again, I've been doing this for over 20 years. Very rarely are clients spending their Roth. They are dying with their Roth. Does that mean they shouldn't have done it? No, absolutely not. Um, It serves a lot of of good purposes, and it is a great protection for your kids. And one of the beautiful things about the Roth is unlike, let's say, uh, a gift or once you give it, it's gone, or life insurance that actually is costing you money to help the next generation. More typically, the Roth is good for you, great for your family. So um, it's a really good thing in terms of how much and when. Again, what it depends, depends, depends. Um, and that's one of the things that we like to do is to, again, run the numbers and give you the ideal. Amount again, the one factor that we're always looking for is current and future tax brackets. And because we think tax brackets are going up in general, and you add to that the coming minimum required distribution after you're 72, the Social Security or two Social Securities if you're married over 70, um, and um, if if you're currently married and then one of you die, and the survivor has to file a single and the general tax rates and going up in general, then that's more and more reason to convert and to convert sooner rather than later, which related to the first question about urgency of Roth. Hope that helps.
0: I'm sure it will. Okay, so excuse me. Wow. Uh, Okay, the next question that I see here from Ben in the uh live chat is just like the federal government began oh this is a great one you're gonna love this one uh okay so sorry ben asked just like the federal government began taxing social security past stealth taxes like the uh earn uh the irma taxes uh etc do you expect the government to begin taxing Roth IRAs and Roth 401ks, either directly or indirectly?
1: Well, again, I'll, I'll being the attorney, I will restate the, the question. Them rascals in Washington, they promised we would never pay tax on Social Security. And guess what? We're paying tax on Social Security. Well, it didn't hurt us because there was nothing we could do about it anyway. But what if they start taxing Roth IRA conversions and um, money that we already converted? And we paid the tax on it up front. We lost the purchasing power of the money that we paid the tax on. And then they tax us later on in addition. And we could end up being worse off by doing a Roth conversion than if we did nothing. And I think that that is the essence of the question. And let me tell you why I don't fear that scenario. When they said, hey, we're not going to tax Social Security, the legal word for that was dicta. Dicta is non-legally enforceable language spoken by a senator, a congressman, a president, uh, by somebody that never had the force of law. It was never part of the Internal Revenue Code that we will never pass, that we will never tax Social Security. It was only dicta. It is part of the Internal Revenue Code that we will not tax a Roth IRA Uh, distribution whether it's yours or even an heirs all right they can change the minimum required distribution on it they can change limitations they can stop allowing doing Roth IRA conversions but if you have money in the system in the Roth and they tried to tax that that would be the legal word for it is an ex post facto law after the fact which is a violation of due process, it's a violation of the Constitution, and I think you, you would have a very well-funded revolution. I'm not going to tell you what's impossible. I will tell you in terms of future changes of tax laws, I am much more concerned with the um, raising of tax rates. And by the way, people forget, we're, we're in like a historically low tax rate. It was much higher. I, you know, I, I, I've been practicing when it was... You know I don't know I think the top rates were fifty percent and before that it was even ninety percent during um certain wars but I'd be much more worried about that than the IRS saying hey we're we're gonna tax you off. Now the other way you could get hurt and I don't think that this could be hap could is likely but I'll be thorough. And again, I'm not selling Roth IRA conversions. I'm selling what I think is going to be best for you and your family, which often is a Roth conversion. Is if somebody like Steve Forbes wins the presidency, or uh, um, probably more likely for the Republicans to do this and Democrats, but who knows, which is we're going to eliminate the income tax completely and we're just going to have a value added tax, which is basically a sales tax. And I will concede that there is some kind of reasonable chance that one day there will be a federal value-added tax or sales tax. But if that happens, I don't think it's going to replace the income tax system. I think it will be in addition to the income tax system, just like we have in most states now where we have both sales tax and income tax. So I would be more afraid of tax increases because I don't think that the um i don't think that they're going to eliminate the income tax have all these trillions of dollars in ira money with the government desperately needing money and then have them decide oh no we decided we're not going to tax all that money that everybody was expecting to pay tax on anyway hope that helps
0: thanks jim um, I'm sure that it does. And, uh, I, I know that that is a question that we get a lot, but I think that your answer is, is very comprehensive. And, and like every time that I hear it, I'm, I'm impressed, uh, with how thorough it is. So, um, the next question that I wanted to ask actually is from the live room as well. And I think it maybe is something that we could expand upon a little bit. So Kathleen asked, Um, whether she said that you mentioned that some of the, sometimes, um, life insurance, especially second to die policies, uh, are something that you look at for your clients. And she was wondering whether that and looking and considering any types of life insurance project, uh, uh, products, uh, is a part of the running the numbers package so i thought maybe now might be a good time to talk about running the numbers or rather master plan development and the two options that our office has for developing people's master plans
1: okay let's have a little discussion of um of life insurance when you are young and so for example when 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 i was married and my wife and i were young um and um we were depending on my income for many, many years to support us and our daughter, it was proven to have life insurance because if something happened to me, what is my wife and daughter going to do for their support? So we had term life insurance, um, and I won't go into the details, but I kind of did layers of life insurance, um, and that made a lot of sense. And the premiums were affordable, um, and it wasn't permanent or uh, cash value life insurance. For estate planning, after you are in a position to make a gift to your kids, because a second-to-die policy, if you think about it, and by the way, a second-to-die just means um, the life insurance company doesn't pay until both you and your spouse are gone. and Or as the euphemism that the life insurance people say, when the policy matures, if you think about it, though, and, and there's a lot of benefits to that, but it is a variation of a gift, and most people do, should be come up with a comprehensive long-term gifting plan, or I should say most of the people that I work with, because it's not whoever dies with the most money who wins. That's sometimes a losing strategy, um, and making gifts is often appropriate. And there's multiple types of gifts, and in my opinion, there's value to all of them. 529 plans, if you think about it, it's a variation of a gift. Um, Giving money to, um, it's obviously the gift of education. Sometimes gifts, hey, here's some money, put money in your Roth IRA, um, put some money in your uh, Roth 401k. Um, By the way, it can't be a requirement in order to qualify but I'm not going to get into that but that would be a type of gift another type of gift is here's some money go do whatever you want uh, or here's money that you're thinking of using for down payment for a home or a car something like that I would say that uh, second to die life insurance and I like second to die because I'm a cheapskate because it is a low premium and a high death benefit the downside is two things one you have to wait until both spouses die before or or when the policy matures Um, and typically those policies you have to pay every single year. Now, sometimes it's more attractive to say, well, you know, this whole life policy or this cash value policy, you only have to pay for eight years and then it's paid up, but it's not guaranteed. So then what happens is you get a note on year seven. Well, we're very sorry, the projections aren't what we thought and you're gonna have to pay premiums for another six years. And you're like, hey, I didn't know that. So, and, and then the other thing is, frankly, there's more profit for the agent because it's typically a much higher premium. Again, I like low premiums, death, high death benefits. I'm, I'm not such a big fan of the be your own banker and to use life insurance as an investment. I know some insurance people follow us and they're freaking out. And, and by the way, I got a great testimonial. I won't mention his name, but a very, very big name in the insurance industry that all the insurance people knew and he gave me a glowing testimonial for retire secure and then apparently after he gave it to me and i published it he gave a closer dive of my of my analysis of, of life insurance where i wasn't advocating these cash value plans especially for young couples and he was really upset and he said why well, take away my testimonial and i obviously i couldn't do it for the ones that, the books that are already printed but anyway, and I know that this is going to irritate a lot of life insurance guys um, and women. But in general, I'm, I am a big fan of term, particularly when you're young and you need high high amount of coverage. Second to die is a, good, is a good strategy. But keep in mind, it is only one variation of a gift. And it has to make sense for you to be making gifts. And if it doesn't make sense for you to be making gifts for whatever reason, then you probably shouldn't be doing life insurance. If it does, then the life insurance is usually one facet or one part. So I would never, for example, you blow my whole gifting budget on insurance when grandkids need educated, when kids need down payments for home, when kids need uh, some money, or they could just benefit from some money. So again. It's, it, it, if you look at the numbers, it's really compelling. And in beating the new death tax, we, we looked at it, and we looked at combining some strategies like that and Roth conversions, and we came up with the family being hundreds of thousands of dollars better, but just keep in mind that I'm saying it ad nauseum, so this will be the last time I'm saying it. Second to die life insurance is a variation of a gift. Yes, it's tax-free, income tax-free, estate tax-free, uh, inheritance tax-free, And it makes a lot of sense uh, if you analyze it, but it's a variation of a gift. Hope that helps.
0: It was a super comprehensive answer, Jim. Um, (laughs) However, I feel like the question was also about our services, and I hate to to, uh, to double down on it, but... um, if you could at least maybe outline, because we had a ton of requests from the first workshops, and I know that this is not like a marketing gig that, or, or gimmick that, you know, we only have a limited number of appointments, especially if people want to try to get in before the end of the year, which we can't guarantee. But um, And so if people are interested, just knowing what the different services are um, and how they can take advantage of the consultation uh, might be useful. So if you wanted to.
1: Okay, well, we, we basically have two two services um, for non-Pennsylvania residents. Um, one is assets under management, and the biggest way. You, and, and we love our asset manager. Uh, we actually have several, but we're referring more work these days to one in particular, um, guy named Adam Yofan, who uh, works with Buckingham, which we think is just a wonderful, wonderful firm. And on their own, they would charge roughly 1% and then over a million dollars and the amount starts going down. They have their own 40-point process. They have these wonderful, let's call it enhanced index funds called Dimensional. They also supplement that with a bunch of other funds where in some sectors they like it better than Dimensional. And they do asset location and asset allocation. And they do a lot of stuff for 1%, which I think would be a good Good thing but if you sign up through us first you get what what we think is the best deal which is you get us doing these financial master plans where we are making projections and we're looking at things like Roth IRA conversions we're looking at things like how much money you could spend and to be more specific about this question we're looking at gifting of which life insurance is one is one part I would say I tend to attract people who tend to be a little bit hostile to life insurance. And I get it. I'm not pushing on people who don't want it. Um, i I educate people and say, well, if you want it, this is the advantage. This is the disadvantage. It might end up being one part of the uh, recommendations that we make. But again, you get to see that and you get to see what the impact is in the long run for your family. So that is, I believe our best method of serving people, That is typically long-term. Last we checked, we had a 97% retainage rate. So we tend to keep, which is really high in our industry. So we tend to keep people happy and we wanna keep doing that. Um, And that is what the free consultation uh, with me is. You have to survive me because we don't want you if you're a pain in the butt, or to be honest, if I don't think I can help you, some people have the nature of their portfolio or they don't have rough or gifting opportunities, or they don't have, if I don't think I can provide a ton of value, very frankly, I'm probably not going to move forward. Um, and you, we do ask you to send in a list of assets and, and things like that. Um, so I can assess that. Um, but if you're also interested and in say, hey, Jim, you know, and I, have, I have a lot of people I've been working with for many years. And we again, we tend to attract kind of let's call it data-driven, quantitative-type folks. And we have a lot of engineers, we have a lot of college professors, and some of those people, especially the engineers, they'd rather have a root canal than pay an advisor every year for advice and money management. And for those people, we are we are offering a service um, where we do this complete financial master plan. And again, the the range is usually between ten dollars and $15,000 dollars. Um, And it's a kind of a one-time deal. And again, we, we help people a lot and that, that has been very, very popular. We might have to phase that out as we get busier and busier because that is not the best model for us, both for making money and for serving people is to have a fewer number of people, but we serve them every year and we get to know them and they get to know us. And, Frankly, I end up being friends with a lot of the people. Um, and that is what I think is probably the best if you're not one of these people that would rather have a root canal than pay an advisor every year. So those are the two services. Uh, one, we used to offer a free consultation, even just for the running the numbers of the financial master plan. We're getting too many requests for that. I can't handle that and we're eventually gonna probably phase that out anyway. So the way you do that is you say, yes, I'm interested. You send in a, a list of assets and some other stuff. I then determine whether I think we would be a good fit for you. If I think we are, then you, you hear that. And then that way, if you decide to go ahead, then all the time I spend with you is gonna be going right to the heart of your situation. And i don't spend one minute on marketing or sales or anything else because you've already agreed to it and frankly i like doing that um, i know I, i'm a little bit salesy on these things because that's part of the purpose but hey if you're in then i'm all in um, and people get tons of value and um, if you are interested you can sign up for that see if you're a good candidate Um, If you're interested in assets under management, that is a free consultation because you have to, realistically, you have to talk with me. I have to determine you're a good fit. You're probably going to talk with one of the number crunching um, CPAs that we have. Ultimately, if you go ahead, you're going to end up um, having a partial, we call it a quasi legal because if you're outside Pennsylvania, we're not allowed to draft documents, but we are allowed to look at your documents, make recommendations because... Frankly, we make major recommendations for probably 95% of our clients because we're rarely happy with what the other state attorneys have done, even the big-shot expensive state attorneys. Every once in a while, we we get people who we really like. And a lot of these big-shot attorneys are better at large estates that don't have big IRAs in them. This is kind of a specialty area that most, frankly, most estate attorneys botch. So anyway, um, if you're interested in that, you, you again say, yes, I'm interested in that. If I think you're a good fit, then you will likely have a consultation with me, one of the number crunching CPAs. If it still looks good after that, then you would talk to Adam Yofan of Buckingham. And then if it's a go ahead, um, then we, then we actually get to work. I will tell you at this point in the year, a lot of people should be making Roth IRA conversions we are kind of doing triage, meaning, well, we're not gonna look at everything until after the year end, but we're gonna look at Roth IRA conversions. And it's hard to do one thing because usually the recommendations are many, many things, but there's only so much time. And if we didn't do that, we would we would be would be would be hurting a lot of people. And very frankly. I want to do everything I can to help people. And for some people, it's not necessary to do it before year end. Or there was another example that I mentioned earlier where we wanted to do the Roth conversion of the after-tax dollars inside the retirement plan before year end. But because the person was still working, that's all we wanted to do. So the plan is to do just that one portion before year end. and Then we'll do the rest of the plan after year end. Okay, hope that helps.